You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I'm delighted this week that we're able to share Christmas greetings from a number of people on both sides of the Atlantic within the Canadian and Irish community. And uh, Emma McKee, who is the ambassador in Ottawa for Ireland and also represents Ireland in uh, Jamaica, has chosen to spend <laughs> Christmas in Ottawa and uh, enjoy his first winter there. Ambassador McKee, thanks a million for coming along. Hi, Austin. My pleasure. Great to talk to you again. And hello to all your listeners. So um, your, your your first Christmas in wonderful Ottawa, where the temperature is different from your previous postings. Yeah, yeah, Austin. It's very picturesque when you look outside the window. Uh, uh, it's a very different experience when you walk outside the door, you know. So, um, you know, you can only you stand at the front door and, and within a few seconds, your trousers be cold and, and, and you shut the door. So, uh I tried an experiment when it was minus 15 and, and uh, walking from home, uh, walking from work rather home, and uh, I, ca- I concluded I needed a, I needed a better hat. You remember, <laughs> remember in Jaws when they said we need a bigger boat? <laughs> I said I need a better hat. But uh, yeah, no, it's very, very cold here. But it's very seasonal too. It's really lovely because the neighborhood is really well decorated and, 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 and that. So yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. You maybe I don't know from previous postings if around this time of the year people would have taken the same effort to put lights on houses, but in North America generally, lighting of houses is something that a lot of effort goes into, and it makes it beautifully colourful. Yeah, it does, and 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 same here in Canada. I think it's you know it's that ancient tradition of midwinter, and you know we're coming up to the the winter solstice when the sun is at its weakest. And we know from the, the pre-Christian Gaelic societies that this was a very important time. And you, you could, you could see that with Newgrange, for example, capturing the solstice. I think it's a very deep instinct at, at, in midwinter to create light and heat. Um, and, and I, I think that's really wonderful. And you, and you see that right across the Northern Hemisphere. And funnily enough, I was talking to a friend of mine in New Zealand. And of course, they have their, 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 their Christmas in, in the summertime. But for them, uh, she said, oh, well, the winter is very long because we don't have Christmas. She says in midwinter in, 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 in that side of the world, that half of the world, they don't put up lights. And she says it just makes the winter very long. So it really does serve a purpose, I think, to kind of light the way and mid, mid, midwinter have something really to look forward to. Um, and, you know, Christmas, of course, is, is Christian, but it really is associated with, with the kind of the summer, sorry, the, the, uh, the winter solstice when the, the, the sun is at its weakest, but it, it, then the days start getting longer, you know. So, uh, yeah, the decorations are very much part of an ancient tradition. Have you, as a family, traditions that you've developed over the years that either will be difficult to repeat this year or will be better enhanced this year because you're in what is a a very dark, well-lit kind of uh, Christmas-type environment? Um, I suppose there's two parts to that. One, the, 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 the sadness for us is that our daughter who works in, in Vermont can't join us because there's an absolute bar on the children of diplomats in the United States coming across the border. But our son will join us from, from Ireland and we have one daughter here with us already. So that's going to be really sad. It'll be the first time we won't have everybody around the table. I, I, I suppose with technology now, we're planning to put, put the computer on the table and have Callie join us that way. And I'm sure that's probably a common experience for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, this Christmas, you know. So that's one that's one thing which is different and, and different in, in, in not in a good way. I suppose the other tradition is that um, 
my wife's Italian American. Um, you know, her father was Irish American. Her, her family were very, very much Italian. And um, and when we were when we were dating, I brought her to Ireland for Christmas. And uh, Christmas Eve, we don't do really Christmas Eve in Ireland. I mean, it really is about Christmas Day. And uh, she says we always do a fish dinner, which is a really European thing. And I brought her down to the chipper. So uh, I, I didn't earn any brownie points. I can say that <laughs> Christmas Eve. I think there was even a fist fight in the fisher, the fish and chip shop. So uh, when we got married, then uh, she she started a tradition of having a fish dinner on Christmas Eve. So, you know, you get the bit of fish and your shrimp and lobster and so on. And so that's a lovely tradition we have on, 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 on Christmas Eve. And that's a very common one across Europe and something that the Italians took with them to, 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 to America. So that's kind of a new thing for us, you know. I think on the other side of the border into Quebec as well, it's very much a tradition of celebration on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, so. exactly. It really is. A, it's kind of a European, a European tradition, you know. And then yeah. I, I have to say, I do love Christmas. I love Christmas Day, but I love I love St. Stephen's Day as well. You know, it's, it's very relaxed. You can you can take out the turkey and ham and your brown sauce and read your books, and it's very relaxing as well. So I kind of yeah, I like those three days together. Are fantastic, you know. So, Ambassador, I understand it was a strange experience to see that the turkeys were coming to you this year. <laughs> yeah, well, funny enough, they, they made an appearance around October, and they're, uh, first of all, they're huge. They really are quite big birds. There's, a, there's about eight of them, and there's always one lad at the back who stands watching while the others are eating. And um, Al, who's worked here at the embassy for 20 years, and he's never seen birds in the residence like that. So I think it's probably COVID. I think people are, there's less people around, and I think nature is kind of doing a bit of reclaiming. So then they disappeared for a while and they came back the other day and, uh, yeah, they're fine big birds. But as I said in my tweet, I've offered them uh, an ambassadorial pardon. If they can walk in around the residence, they're more than welcome. They're safe here, you know, but they're magnificent looking, they're magnificent looking creatures, you know. Yeah. And you've also had the opportunity since you and I had a chat to maybe get to see a little bit more of some of the uh, scenic parts of Ottawa and the historic parts of Ottawa. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit. I mean, it's still, you know, you just have to be careful with, with travel and being out and about. And, and, and of course, Ottawa's really quiet. You know, we were down at the Byward Market, which I've been told is, is, is great at, at Christmas and, and a buzz. And, you know, it was, it was quiet. There was people around, but it was very quiet. Um, we were in the, the Glebe, which is a lovely, uh, busy street, and there was a bit more activity there, but the, you know, it's very, very quiet. But yeah, we, 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 you know, we've taken a few excursions here and there, but within limits, you know. Um, I suppose the, uh, the, the Rideau Canal is fantastic as well. Um, and to explore the history there and the Irish contribution to building that and a great piece of engineering it was indeed. But, uh, and at the moment, I think it's beginning to freeze over, but not there yet. But uh, I think we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll, we'll that, that will certainly happen if this weather, if this temperature keeps up, you know. So yeah, it's 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 great to wander around, but it'll be great too to see Ottawa return to normal, you know. So Ambassador, uh, have you anything you a greeting for the community? Yeah, I'd just like to to thank everybody for the warm welcome that we've had here, you know, and it's all it's been on Zoom and 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 that, those kind of platforms. But we've had a very warm welcome to all of the community. We know that uh, it can be a difficult time for many because they're not going to get home. And, and travel is very limited and travel even within Canada. So just to wish everybody a really happy Christmas and, you know, it'll be a, a very different Christmas. Hopefully it'll be, a, you know, we can, we can celebrate Christmas normally next year. Um, so I hope everybody has a great Christmas and, 
just to stay in touch with each other. You know, there's all kinds of ways we can do that. And that's really what makes Christmas special is that kind of reconnection. So we can still do that. And, uh, yeah, just uh, have a great Christmas. And, and I suppose uh, say a not very fond goodbye to 2020. Let it slink out the door and, and look forward to um, a, a, a much more different, a much more positive, uh, much more positive 2021. And Ambassador, if there was uh, a piece, particularly Irish uh, Christmas music or by an Irish artist that has meant anything to you or is special for you, what might it be? Um, oh, uh, oof. yeah. I mean, I, uh, I still, you know, I know it's happening, but Fairy Tale of New York, I think it's still, you know, it 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 it, it has a certain magic still for me. I mean, and I know it's a, there's been a few versions around now adapted to COVID, but I still think it's it's a great classic. And of course, I spent uh, a few years in New York, so it's particularly redolent for me. But I always I love it. I always love to hear that song. You know. So we'll share Shane McCown, Christy McCall, Fairy Tale, New York. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Austin. Given the time of the year, we're reaching across the Atlantic and we're getting Christmas greetings in both directions. And I'm delighted to be able to head out to Vancouver and to connect with our Consul General, Frank Flood. Frank, thanks a million for coming along to share some of your Christmas cheer. Oh, thank you very much, Austin. And uh, it's great to be on the show and back on the Irish Radio Canada and uh, to have the opportunity to wish everybody um a peaceful Christmas and uh, a very prosperous New Year, please God. And uh, I know there's a lot of people who are, are missing family and friends uh, this year, um, especially those of us who can't go home. So it is particularly uh, difficult Christmas for people who uh, want to be with their families and friends and simply can't because it is pandemic. Um, so it's nice to have this opportunity to reach out. And thanks be to God, the... Uh, the Wi-Fi is still working, the FaceTime is still working, the WhatsApps are still working, and we still, of course, have uh, Irish Radio Canada. So, Frank, traditionally for Christmas, did you have any family traditions that have built up over the years that, unfortunately, this year you may not be able to repeat, but as a result, um, new traditions will be formed? But what would you have normally done? Always together. And, you know, I suppose the... Uh, for the Irish, the, the Christmas period is when the family came together. So I, uh, I now have one son in Estonia, who unfortunately this week came down with COVID-19, uh, but he's okay. Um, I have another son in uh, Jamaica, and uh, he's like, he can't make it back. Um, myself and my lovely wife, Orla, uh, will be looking at each other over the Christmas dinner table. And um, meanwhile, our... Our daughter and uh, two grandchildren will be with uh, on their own in um, in Kinsale. But anyhow, um, I suppose that's the that's the key thing we will miss this year, all being together. And uh, and then of course it's in my family it was always uh, um, we did one side of the family on on Christmas Day, and then we did the other side of the family on Stephen's Day, where you get out and about and go for a walk up the mountains, go for a little walk and uh, and get together and have a good chat. So uh, you miss all that, but uh, it's not forever. And uh, next year is uh, the year of the vaccine. So uh, hopefully this time next year we'll be uh, all together and having a good laugh and uh, this will just be a bad memory. And for the Irish community in Vancouver, uh, this also would have been a very special time because it's that time, as you say, where people come together. So those emigrants who are away from home who would not have been able to travel, this would have been the time they would have gathered 
within their own community so that they can't this year makes it particularly hard and it means also you can't entertain uh, the Irish community. This is also we haven't had a, a function, a social function with the Irish event, with the Irish community since February. Um, and I remember this time last year because I was here uh, last year um, and you would see the Irish um, getting together, um, you know, socially over the Christmas period. Um, the Irish header uh, bar here in, in Vancouver always does a Christmas dinner, big long table and everybody's welcome and if you're on your own you just joined in and you'd, you'd make friends and you'd have half a family by the time you left at the, at the end of the day. But even Sean Heder is, uh, is, isn't able to do that this year so it's, you can eat it at home, he's uh, provided meals, you can, you can order your Christmas dinner and have it delivered but uh, I think it's really hard on the Irish um, community, but I must say that they uh, they responded fantastically. By by, it has been actually um, very inspiring to see the way the Irish community has reacted here in Vancouver and supported each other and reached out to each other. Um, we now have a, a COVID nineteen support group um, with all the organisations involved um, working very closely together. It's, it's led by Irish Courtney and uh, a, a committed team, including Barry Donnelly and Kate Smith, who um, get together. And at the height of the pandemic, they used to meet every lunchtime to uh, discuss how things were going. But but now it's down to twice a week, and we have a, an Irish and BC um, newsletter that goes out every week and lets everybody know what's happening and uh, encouraging people to get involved and stay positive. And, um, you know, it's it has been... Despite the uh, the challenges of the year, uh, people have reacted brilliantly. Um, I could go on and on, uh, but uh, I better stop there, Austin. Right, and uh, the Irish government have launched their new diaspora possible um, their policy, and uh, also the campaign for twenty one twenty one starting now to be Irish, and uh, something we all can get ruined behind. Um, I think it puts a lot of uh, gives us a lot of opportunity to work in the next twelve months. Oh, absolutely, and I mean the the diaspora new diaspora policy particularly puts a, an emphasis on welfare because. Uh, one thing I you know, whether you're looking at, uh, we all follow the late late show, of course, sir, and uh, you can see you can see the the solidarity and uh, the metal um, that's that's prevalent in with the Irish community in Vancouver and back home or, and, across, and around the world. And um, with the new diaspora policy, there's a focus on uh, welfare and, and helping each other. So um, the uh, the council has been. Been working to support the organisations here and, uh, and providing even cognitive behaviour therapy workshops, would you believe, um, which to help people address and, and stay positive. And uh, I said the Samaritans now, um, just this week, um, only yesterday, which was Thursday, um, and they've launched a, a Canada wide uh, helpline. So uh, it's free service and it's as if you were at home. Um, so it, it's supported by the Emigrant Support Program under the ASPRA policy and strategy. And uh, anybody in, in Canada, any Irish, anywhere, uh, can ring the Samaritan lines now, free of charge. And um, the details are on, the, have been, are on our social media. But uh, you can ring up the Samaritans any time today, night, free of charge. And uh, the help available for someone 
in Canada that's Irish to be able to talk to uh, someone back home is, is is very helpful and it's just another indicator of uh, how people are being reacted positively to uh, the pandemic. <laughs> So I know, Frank, that uh, you and I would have always recognised the Samaritans as an organisation for people to reach out to when they're suicidal. But I know it's more than that. It's a, it's an organisation to reach out to just when people may be sitting in their own apartment <laughs> feeling totally isolated and alone and need a voice at the other end of the phone. And I know the Samaritans can be very helpful for that also. Absolutely. I mean, it's all if you're, if you're feeling stressful and you're feeling down you know, the world we live in these days, it'd be a bit, uh, a bit unusual not to feel up and down these days. Uh, there is a little bit of concern that coming into the Christmas period um, that people might be particularly isolated and, uh, and lonely. So, uh, given that it is the Christmas period and music is an integral part of it, uh, is there any particular piece you'd like to uh, us to go out with? Uh, awesome. I, I can't think of the exact name of the song, but uh, it was a song called I'm So Dis- This Is Christmas, which I always thought was a, a lovely song, and the, the words going, And So This Is Christmas, and what have you done? It's another year over, a new one just begun. So uh, we look forward to the new year and uh, the year dying and things getting back to some sort of normality. So I'd like to pick that song and uh, to wish everybody Nolly Connor, August Zafflin, Fawash Dave Galer. So uh, hopefully next time we talk, uh, Austin will be uh, on the pig's back and uh, and enjoying life a bit more in uh, 2021. Hopefully, indeed. Indeed. Well, Frank, thanks so for taking the time and wishing you and the family a very peaceful, restful Christmas and hoping we all have a healthy new year and that uh, your son uh, comes out of the COVID experience unscathed. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Gromila Magath. Gromila Magath. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada and uh, at home and abroad. And last week we had the opportunity to chat with James Maloney MP and he was introducing a motion into Parliament about having March recognised as a heritage month for the Irish in Canada. And given that uh, James is also the chair of the uh, Irish Interparliamentary Caucus on Parliament Hill in Ottawa. I thought it'd be a good idea to come back and uh, help let James share his Christmas greetings with the Irish community and uh, some of, possibly even some of his relatives that are on this side of the Atlantic or on the Irish side of the Atlantic. Uh, James, thanks a million for coming back. Uh, Great to have you here. First of all, how did it go with the reading of the motion? You know what? It, it really could not have gone better. It was, uh, it happened at Friday at 1.30 in the afternoon in the House of Commons. And, uh, you know, the speech went well and we had speeches from members from all of the political parties and everybody is very supportive. And it was, uh, it was met with, uh, with warmth and open arms. It was, I was really, really pleased with the way it went. And the community I know, uh, seems very happy about it as well. And, it's uh, it was a great moment. I was very very proud, as was everybody who was in the room. You, you could feel it. You could feel it. In fact, even the the House of Commons even broke out into song briefly. Huh. What song was that? 
Well, it's a stop, it was a stomping Tom Connor song, who's, <laughs> who has Irish ancestry. So, I, uh, Kevin Waugh, who's my uh, conservative counterpart, who was speaking in favor of the of the motion, mentioned stomping Tom, and then spontaneously it sort of erupted, as things tend to do when you get a group of people celebrating Irish heritage, as you know. So it was right. it, it was just it was a great moment. It went really really well, and uh, had lots of positive feedback. Uh, on it since then, and uh, I'm very, very pleased. Looking forward to the second reading happening in the next year. It just strikes me that there was uh, some unparliamentary behaviour associated with this motion then. Well, I can honestly say I think that's the first time in my five years in the House of Commons that I've I've seen members start singing during the middle of a speech. That's that's unprecedented in my experience, but uh, very positive. It's a positive development. So, Jim, and it, you know, and it, it was sorry. It was the, it was the last thing, the last bit of business in the House of Commons before we adjourned for Christmas. So we ended on a very high note after a very very challenging year. Excellent. So, given the time of the year that's in it, given the year that's in it, uh, for you and your family, traditionally every family has built up traditions on how they celebrate Christmas. Not everybody can continue with those traditions this year. How is it affecting your family? Well, look, it's, it's, it's difficult like it is for everybody. I was speaking with my, one of my brothers last night who lives out in Vancouver and I have two, two brothers who, uh, I will often spend Christmas with or one or the other and occasionally both and, uh, and with a number of other people or with Deirdre's family. But this year it's going to be very different as it is for everybody here. Uh, we're going to be spending it ourselves at home and, you know, we're going to be, talking to people on Zoom, which isn't the same thing, but we're going to have to make the best of it because uh, we've talked about before, we're not we're not through this process yet. In fact, I expect that uh, later this week here in southern Ontario, in any event, we're probably going to see some stricter measures imposed. So it's, uh, it's going to present challenges. So people need to, um, you know, uh, it's going to be it's going to be difficult because there's a lot of people, as you know, who live alone, and there's a lot of people in the Irish community who who may ordinarily have traveled back home who aren't able to do that this year, and many of those people are going to be alone this Christmas. And so, anybody who uh, is around and knows people like that, I would encourage you to please reach out to them uh, or to your family members who may be alone and you not be able to celebrate in the usual fashion. And make sure it's a it's a, a positive experience in the circumstances because uh, we're going to get through this in 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 months, not years now. But Christmas is a is a challenging time uh, with lots of positive traditions. But uh, this year is going to be very unique, and we need to come together, not physically, of course, but uh, emotionally, and uh, get through it together as best we can. I always think that. There's a lot of people out there and they're waiting for the phone to ring. And yeah. if everyone's waiting for the phone to ring and doesn't pick up the phone, the phone never rings anywhere. So <laughs> really, because we've moved to a technology between email and everything else. So I suppose what you're saying, and I would agree very strongly with this, you know, instead of waiting for the phone to ring, pick up the phone, take action. And instead of just calling one other person, call three, four, five, six people, because they will all love to get the phone call. Yeah, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, we've, technology has a lot of benefits, but it, it also has some, uh, downside. And you're right. People rely too heavily on, on email and, and text messages when 
there's nothing better than uh, human contact or hearing somebody else's voice or, you know, you can still see their face on Zoom and other, other platforms. Uh, I've had some, uh, social occasions back in the spring when we were in total lockdown. I, I, you get on, on Zoom and you have people, you, you have a, a virtual get together and it can be quite a positive experience and people need to embrace all of these things and you're right, but people need to reach out, pick up the phone, uh, and, and you know, stay in touch with as many people as you can. So coming to this time of the year, have you uh, any special message to the Irish community? Uh, yeah, stay healthy, stay warm. We will get through this, but you know, enjoy it. It's, uh, you, you look, look at things from a positive perspective and what we're doing now is going to, uh, there's going to be benefits down the road. Call your friends, call your family, but enjoy yourself and stay safe. And uh, I look forward to seeing all of you in person in the new year, in months to come. And we will look past, look back on all of this and say, we're glad it's over, but we're glad together to now. And the only reason we're able to do that is because we did what we needed to do then. And this time of the year also, um, music is very much a part of this time of the year. And music has different memories for different people, different um, brings up nostalgia in different ways for different people. If you were to think of a piece of music, what would you consider? Well, I mean, there's so many great uh, Christmas songs. I mean, there's literally thousands of them trying to pick one is challenging my 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 father. Um, despite being uh, incredibly proud of our Irish heritage, was a he was a big Dean Martin and Johnny Cash fan, which are two completely different singers. But as I, I know I've talked to you before, I was I was brought up on the uh, on the Carlton Show Band as a kid. But you know the Irish Rovers were always played a big part, and you, you know my father-in-law Eddie Brett, and he's a, a big Irish Rovers fan. So I w- I would. I think a song I'd like to, to mention is uh, Merry, Merry Time of Year by the Irish Rovers. James Ullone, thanks a million for taking the time and uh, wishing you and the family a happy, peaceful, restful Christmas and a healthy 2021. Awesome. To you as well and to your family. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in 2021. Thanks for everything you do because you, you keep people together by doing this. And that's, that's uh, incredibly important. So let me just say thank you personally. Thank you. And uh, we're hearing and getting Christmas greetings across the Atlantic and for the Irish-Canadian community. And an integral part of the Irish-Canadian community is the Irish-Canadian business community, which is represented on the Irish side by the Irish-Canadian Business Association. And Chris Collinette is the president. Chris, thanks a million for coming along. Wonderful time of the year. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. So uh, I know you guys have had a busy year and we don't want to go into a discussion of all of that. But what we are here to do is to, uh, first of all, find out normally how would you celebrate Christmas being a Canadian in Ireland? And uh, how are you going to celebrate it this year? Have you brought Canadian traditions with you to Ireland? Well, uh, that's a good question. For the last number of years, my parents, David and Penny Colinette, would have joined um, myself, my wife, um, our, my mother-in-law, and my, my two children, Charlie and Kate, over here in, in Booterstown, in, in, in um, Booterstown, Black Rock. And we'd likely have some friends in for, 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 for drinks and some meals at Christmas Eve, um, and then have a big 
Christmas dinner. And of course, that won't take place this year. It's very sad. My folks aren't going to be able to join us because of COVID. Um, and they'll just be a smaller group. So that would be how we've, um, we, we've traditionally done it. And of course, also the last couple of years, we would be at the kids' school, um, school choir and the, 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 the Christmas choirs and, and all that, of course, won't be happening either. Um, I suppose this year is just going to be a little bit of a, um, a, um, slower Christmas for everybody. So um, you mentioned the kids in school. So how has it been coped with just dealing with things for you um, over the last number of months? And uh, have the kids been at home? Well, the kids the kids have been in and out of school um, as the schools have been open. I think the schools board has done the schools have done a very good job here keeping things going um, in a tough situation. I, I recognize the anxieties. Um, that, uh, that the parents have um, are probably multiplied on top of the, the, the teachers who are, are dealing with their own anxieties. They're dealing with perhaps the anxieties of the kids and and the parents. So I think they've done a great a great job to support the community generally. So Chris, just the Irish Canadian Business Association has been growing, and I know the interaction between the two countries has been growing. You've seen a lot of things happening in the last year. Um, briefly, how has that been? So you're right. I mean, like all organizations, we've had to move to online events. We've hold, held, I've lost track of how many webinars and podcasts and whatnot that we've done. We've done it successfully. Um, I suppose the, one of the important aspects of, uh, of the association is, is building connections and is networking with our, with our stakeholders and our, our business partners. And we're not able to do that. So we have to figure out other ways to do it. So we've been doing it online uh, the best we can. Um, and uh, I, I think we've, we've, we've somewhat succeeded in that. And, you know, we have seen the continued interest by Canadian companies uh, expanding into Ireland, uh, whether it be because of Brexit, whether it be because of CETA. It still seems to be a, a place, strong destination. But two, uh, I just want to note is Bath Theatre, which was um, set up recently, um, I believe it, uh, down towards Limerick, um, and also... Uh, Greenfield Global, which invested over 30 million in a, in a, a new site outside Port Leash. And so the in, inward investment of Canadian companies in Ireland continue. Um, and, and that's great, a great trend and, um, bodes well for the post COVID world. So, um, in sending greetings across the Atlantic, um, what have you to greet your counterpart on the Canadian side would be the Ireland Canada Chambers of Commerce right across the country and, uh, all the other trade organizations. That's right. And I mean, I say we have a close working relationship with all the other chambers across the, across Canada. We're in, we have monthly calls with them and like to, I suppose, wish everybody their, their best, whether it be for our, our members and, and friends here in Ireland or our, 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 our um, friends in, in, um, in Canada. Wish everybody a happy and safe Christmas. And I suppose given the year that's in it, just, um, Perhaps we be grateful for what we have, as opposed to always thinking about what we don't have. I think this, we, we really should, this year, think about uh, the, the, the importance of our health and, um, and the safety of our loved ones, um, perhaps in a way that we haven't thought previously. So if I was to ask you for uh, some uh, seasonal music that might kind of epitomize the relationship or that might epitomize something for you, what might you think about? Well, Austin, I understand a little birdies told me that fairy tale in New York's already taken, so I can't take that one. Um, 
so I'd have to I have to go for a Canadian, and that's um, "Merry Christmas Everybody" by Stomping Tom Connors, which is about 1970. Now uh, I have fond memories of listening to this down in the, the beer halls when I was growing up um, in Ottawa and in Toronto. Uh, I haven't listened to it uh, for many years, so I hope it's appropriate enough uh, for for all listeners. Chris, wishing you, you, your family, and everybody else a very happy New uh, Christmas. And hopefully 2021 allows people to get back face-to-face and uh, work closely together again. Yourself as well, Austin. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and Merry Christmas, everybody. So this week we're sharing Christmas greetings from across each side of the Atlantic, and I have Sabine Nolke here with me, who is the Charge d'Affaires at the Canadian Embassy in Dublin. And uh, Sabina, thanks a million for coming along to share some Christmas well wishes with people. Christmas this year is very, very different. So traditionally, how might you have celebrated Christmas and how are you celebrating it this year? Well, what we do in my house, uh, I'm of German background. So we follow some of the German traditions as well as some of the British traditions from my husband's side of the family. So we usually have, um, on Christmas Day, we would have a goose rather than a turkey. Okay. Um, that's the German part, but, uh, but we have the British traditions of the Christmas stockings and the opening of the presents in the morning rather than on Christmas Eve, which was the tradition in my childhood. So it's, it's a, it's a wonderful blend. And, uh, we also have a tradition on Christmas Day for dinner to, uh, to have friends with us. Friends or people that we know who don't have anybody to be with. When we were on posting, we would always invite a couple of our single colleagues, for example. Okay. And, uh, and this time, um, I'm back in Ottawa now and, uh, we have invited uh, a friend from the U.S. Embassy who has nobody to go to. So I don't know yet whether she'll be accepting the offer, but, uh, but the offer is there. And of course, we'll have to, do it in a socially distanced way, i.e. park her at the end of the table and have the uh, air purifiers going and things like that. But um, but celebrating Christmas with, uh, with friends, I think, is really the absolute key for me. So traditionally, when on postings, would you have tended to go back to Ottawa or would you have celebrated wherever you were posted? Um, usually wherever we were posted, for the simple reason that um, our house will always be rented. So we really have no place to go to other than sleeping on somebody's couch. And uh, somebody's, uh, some, some of the accommodations we've had in the past were very nice. So we invited people to us rather than try and impose on somebody else. And uh, then are there any, traditions that have developed within your own family over the years that would be peculiar to you that um, may have involved relatives? Well, um, one thing that um, that I do is something or that I used to do. I have to say I didn't do it this year. Um, my my mom would make, make me an advent calendar. Mm-hmm. So she would... Um, she would collect little boxes throughout the year, little pill boxes or whatever, cardboard thingies, and wrap little gifts, mostly candy or, or sometimes um, a dollar or something, and 
wrap them up very nicely and string them on a long string and then hang them up in the house. And I used to hang one of those over our fireplace for my daughter. And then every day she could cut one of these things off. <laughs> so that's, that's a very, uh, uh, not many people do that, I don't think. But uh, in my family, while my daughter was younger, we used to do that. And I think over the last number of years, the number of Christmas cards people tended to exchange probably dropped. But I think this year it may be back up again. Have you increased the number that you've been sending? Um, actually, it's fairly constant because unlike most people, we always send Christmas cards. Uh, my husband uh, draws them by hand. Beautiful. We have a um, we have a group of little stuffed animals that have been with us for decades, and he draws them each year in in a situation or in a in a way that is particular or peculiar to the year. And uh, this year, all our stuffed animals are wearing masks, and uh, because we've been doing a fair bit of moving around, um, they they are sitting on a suitcase. Um, and um, in a corner is uh, is a unique figure, and that's a little leprechaun, because we spend most of the year in Ireland. So, uh, so every every year tells a little bit of a story as to what uh, what happened to us during that year. Indeed. And, so, and so, he always has about forty five to fifty of these. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So from. Um, this would have been, would this have been your first, had you not gone back to Ottawa, would this have been your first or your second Christmas on your Irish posting? Were you uh, posted last year? No, I wasn't. Uh, my my posting was actually a relatively short-term one. I arrived in Ireland in February. Right. I was supposed to do a temporary uh, job for four months and then because of, uh, to bridge the gap, between um, ambassadors waiting for the appointment of a new ambassador. And uh, because of COVID and everything else that was happening, my posting got extended twice. So I'm actually um, at the end of it now. So I've returned home. Uh, Today is formally my last day with the mission. And we're hoping for uh, good news on the appointment of a new uh, head of mission uh, in the new year. So in many ways, it's very appropriate that we get the opportunity to talk and to exchange greetings and to be able to say from, I would say, to say thank you for your service um, in Ireland on behalf of the yeah. Canadian government that you, you represented. And I know you uh, worked very closely with many of the Canadian Irish organizations, the Irish Canadian Business Association and many other. So in summary, how would you define your experience of the short posting, the short experience in Ireland? Well, um, I, that's a really long story because, of course, it was, nomin- it was dominated by COVID. I got to Ireland um, and within, I think, three weeks, everything shut down. So it's not the normal experience that I would have had. Um, a lot of the contacts that you would normally make as a diplomat, I have literally and physically been deprived of making. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit of a problem. But uh, but we did manage, I did manage to strike up a few friendships, uh, mostly over mediums like this, over Zoom. But uh, but sometimes occasionally distanced meetings in in an outdoor restaurant or going for a walk uh, felt a bit like in the Cold War period when you have your meetings sitting on a bench in a park. 
you know, but, uh, but, but you make, you do what you can. Um, what has really dominated my time, I think, in Ireland is this overwhelming sense of the closeness between our two countries. That, I think, uh, really sticks out. Literally, everybody I met, uh, regarding of who they were, um, has a relative or, or several in Canada. Um, Canada's DNA is, is part Irish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we understand each other. We know each other very deeply. Um, we agree on just about everything. There are a couple of nuances in policy making, but, but generally we are so like-minded. So it's been a true joy to do business, I think, with, with everybody that I met in Ireland. Government, uh, industry associations, private citizens, um, the butcher at Morton's, you name it. It's, it's just been fantastic. Now, um, given that you had restricted ability to see the country and based on your just comments just now, do you see yourself returning in better times in order to tour and take in more scenery here? Oh, I absolutely do. There's a trip to the Bera Peninsula in West Cork that I had mapped out as a birthday present for my husband <laughs> in October. And needless to say, um, the day that we were supposed to be leaving, we got locked down again. So that never happened. Um, so this is the trip that, uh, with all the stops I, uh, I have put into, not, not on ice, I've put into my back pocket and hopefully either next summer or the following year, depending when travel really reopens, um, we will, we will do this. We did manage to get out during, I think, July, August and the first couple of weeks in September. We managed to do a couple of weekend trips. We went down to Connemara and to County Clare. We went to, um, we did the Ring of Kerry, which was actually quite delightful without any tour buses. Um, we did the Dingle Peninsula. We went to, you know, the Rock of Cashel and mm-hmm. Newgrange with 10 other tourists. Again, it was actually what we could do was quite remarkable because there were no, as I said, no tour buses. Mm-hmm. So you, we practically had the countryside to ourselves, and that was a very unique experience. Beautiful. So we should wrap up, and I w- want to ask, is there a particular piece of music that you, we should share? Well, one of my favorites, one of my absolute favorites is the Huron Carol, because it combines the you know, the, the traditional Christmas music, but with an indigenous, Canadian indigenous First Nations inflection. So that is my very favorite carol of them all. Well, thank you very much indeed and wishing you and your family a very happy Christmas and a healthy and relaxing 2021. Thank you. And likewise, Austin, I think it can only get better. <laughs>